It's the work of redemption that we get to partner with our global friends around the globe in places that most of us will never go. And if we went, we wouldn't know what to do. We would not be of much use. But many will, some will go and all of us from here can pray and give and support. And that's what we get to do. Now I'll speak for myself, but these men and women are heroes of the faith to me. And I would invite us to give them a hero's welcome as they stand in front of us this morning. I want you guys to join us. Let's welcome them today. Seated Sandy, join us as you'll translate for Mario. Uh, Brian, I'm going to ask you if you would, and hold your applause on this because we're just going to introduce and then we want to get into our uh, sharing with them. So you don't need to applause as they're introduced. I'm going to ask Brian to introduce them, and Brian's going to share a brief word about what they've been doing all week long, and then we're going to ask them some questions. Yes, here on the far left, a longtime friend and partner. He's the president of the CMA, the Christian Missionary Alliance, denomination over all of the nation of Peru, Mario Perez. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold our applause. We're we going to keep going through. The, the South Sudan I'm country director is over the entire country of South Sudan with Alarm African Leadership and Reconciliation Ministries, Peter Garang. Stefan Weil is the lead pastor of Mittendren, our church plant sister church in Potsdam, Germany. And then over on the far right, the founder, 20 years ago, he founded Alarm, African Leadership and Reconciliation Ministries from Rwanda, and we're partnering with them in South Sudan, Celestin and Bernadette Musakura. Uh, we are delighted to have you all. It's our honor. You know, I want, we want you to know that. Brian, tell a bit about what we've, they've been doing this week, what you've been doing, Brian. Yeah, um, our, our global summit has really two co-equal purposes. One is to equip, inspire, and refresh all of our global partners and then to equip, inspire, and launch each one of us to live on mission, to live with the heart of a missionary wherever we're planted. That would be with the gospel at the center of all we do. And our mission is based on God's mission, his redemptive purposes, eternal redemptive purposes. And we know that God is a sending God. Missionary means sent ones. So he sent his son Jesus, as we're celebrating this season, to live and die and be our redeemer, raised from the dead and be our redeemer. And then when Jesus appeared to his disciples upon his resurrection, he said, as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And that applies to all of us. And so for centuries, disciples have been making disciples and building the church, and here we are today. So for us to live on mission, that's what we were asking ourselves, those questions. We were being equipped by some great speakers all week and asking those questions about what does it mean to live live with the heart and the posture of a missionary right here. So we spent those three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, with, that, um, with the summit conference, basically. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we all went off to a retreat center and spent some time just reflecting and having fun, laughing, eating food, and talking about our partnerships. And so it was a very rich 
and rewarding time. We came back yesterday in time for us for these services this weekend. Now, I've prayed uh, this week and this morning that we would have ears to hear. You know, we're going to open the Bible and teach this morning. They're going to teach us as they share. And so I pray the Spirit, I pray the Spirit would indeed uh, enable us to hear, even through their words, what God has to say to us and for us. Uh, this day. I'm going to start with this question. I'm going to ask you, you all having spent this week with each other and listening to some speakers, what, uh, what's something that you're going to take away from this time as you go back home? Something you take away from the summit itself. Celeste, I'll start with you and we'll just work our way down. Uh, thank you, Lloyd. Um, it's really hard to say one thing mm-hmm. after a whole week of uh, interaction. Uh, be, besides eating too much, um, <laughs> I think uh, uh, spending uh, time with uh, my friends from all over the world and uh, uh, actually coming uh, directly here from uh, uh, spending time in the eastern Congo and, and Burundi and seeing the devastation going on, working with the leaders who are under such pressure and persecutions and having spent time uh, in uh, South Sudan in the last three months, re- seeing the struggles, uh, spent this week, uh, did two things uh, to my heart. First, I felt loved and encouraged by all the care we received from uh, fellowship, and also spending time listening to the testimonies and, and uh, um, ministries of my brothers and sisters from all over the world, and, and uh, listening to their struggles and challenges, though different from mine, different from what we are going through in South Sudan or, or Sudan or Congo, but then realizing that we serve a mighty God and we are serving the same Lord, uh, I felt so encouraged that uh, uh, I should not be feeling so much I am the only one. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that I am in the company of many and I belong to a wider family and we are serving the same Lord mm-hmm. and one day all is going to be all right. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going back with. Thank you. Thanks, Celestin. Thank you. For me, the, the whole week felt like a little taste of heaven, seeing all these different people from different nations all over the world. And now adding this music this morning to that makes it even more f- mm-hmm. f- like heaven. So I, I came as an empty glass. Mm. Um, so and now they, all of you try to fill in a lot of water and fill that up. And I think now I reached the, the point where it's overflowing and overwhelming, so I started weeping and all that, so that's what happens when you try mm-hmm. to put too much water in a glass. Um, <laughs> so thanks for all that. Um, that's, I hope I can get as much as possible uh, mm-hmm. back home to Germany. Thanks, Stefan. Peter. I'm having a privilege of seeing your faces, the faces that I've been long for. This is Peter Grang that you have been prayed to, for him to come. Mm-hmm. In 2011, Bisa was rejected. And again, this year, it was rejected. And 20 days later, after we have actually do another rehearsal, together with Brian, the rest of the team, and even Dallas' office, I was accepted to come. So to me, this week, is precious to me, in a way, I'm seeing one family of God, uh, that is beyond racist, 
visible and invisible church of Christ that embrace one another in love and I'm seeing that happening so I'm careful indeed uh, as listen put it is true there's no time that even a minute eat drink take this go here we have never find a space so that is a true love thank you mm-hmm. just want to make sure you caught that uh, for your perspective in 2011 when we had our last global summit his visa was rejected by the government so he we were sad he couldn't be here with us in october again the government rejected his visa so he wasn't able to come to our summit we were able to get the congresswoman's uh congresswoman marsha blackburn's office involved uh, she wrote a letter called the embassy and uh, he went for a second interview, and they accepted his visa application and stamped his visa, so he's able to be here. It's really a miracle of God that he's here mm-hmm. with us. So we're we're glad you that. are, Peter. Mario. Solamente mencionar que sí, sí, Peter, somos una familia. He just wanted to mention that, yes, we are all one family. Mm-hmm. Una linda familia. A, a beautiful family. Que está extendiendo el reino de Dios por diferentes partes del mundo. In different parts of the world. Más allá de que si somos un grupo pequeño o un grupo grande, Dios nos ha puesto como colaboradores de Él, como colaboradores de Él en la extensión de su reino. Entre muchas cosas que nos llevamos, things, es, el deseo, es el deseo de caminar juntos con Sudán. Among many things that we learned, the one thing is our desire to work together with the people of Sudan. Hablaba con el pastor Ángel. I spoke with Pastor Ángel. Sobre el deseo de conocernos más y caminar juntos en la extensión del reino. I talked with Ángel about the desire to get to know the people of Sudan more and to walk with them in the kingdom of God. Más allá de las pobrezas materiales. Way beyond uh, material poverty. Hay una riqueza espiritual. There is a spiritual richness. Hay una linda oportunidad para extender el reino de Dios aquí en la tierra juntos. There is a beautiful opportunity to extend the kingdom of God together mm-hmm. here on earth. Mm-hmm. Again, just for perspective, years ago when we dreamed up the first global summit, one of the goals was the exchange of ideas between our partners. And just to reiterate, just a rich moment at our at our uh, retreat this the last couple of days, when Angel and Mario came to me and asked if, if we could partner together to synergize and cross-pollinate our ministries between South Sudan and, and Peru. So it's just a beautiful expression mm-hmm. of what the summit's intention is. Uh, I want to ask each of you to, to respond to this question. Uh, what do you see God doing in your ministry? What are some ways you see God at work through you, your teams, in the work that he's called you to. Mario, start, and then we'll just come back this way. He sido pastor de comas por casi cinco años. I was the pastor of comas for about five years. Y he visto que el trabajo unido es una bendición. And I learned that working together in unity was such a blessing. El haber trabajado fellowship con comas eh, ha, 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 ha creado muchas bendiciones. And with fellowship working together with Comas, it's created a lot of blessings. Por cosas que Dios hace, entonces tuve que salir de Coma para otras funciones. And then because of things that God was doing, I left Comas for another function. Pero ese mismo principio de trabajo unido. 
But that same principle of working together, lo estamos tratando de transmitir a nivel na nacional. We are transmitting on the national level in our country. El recorrer por el país eh, es toda otra experiencia. Uh, as I travel throughout the country, is, it's a totally different experience. Uno encuentra mucha necesidad espiritual, mucha necesidad material. You find so much spiritual need as well as a lot of um, economic need. Les puedo contar muchas experiencias. I could tell you about so many uh, experiences that I've had. Como tal vez eh, ir en bus 30 o 35 horas de un lado para otro. Just having to ride by bus for 30 hours or more getting from one place to ir, another. Ir por botes, por el agua, por el río unas 15 horas. And then going by boat for 15 hours through the rivers. Un poco cansado, un poco pesado, pero la gran alegría de ver a mis hermanos quechuas o aymaras queriendo escuchar la palabra. Um, of course, I arrived tired and everything, but it gave me such joy to see my brothers who spoke Quechua or some other language that they were so eager to hear the word of God. La necesidad en Lima, en Comas, es, es bastante. There is a great deal of need in Lima and in Comas. La necesidad en el Perú es mucho más. But the, the need throughout other areas of Peru is, Pero is nos, even greater. Nos estamos juntando, nos estamos uniendo para tratar de alcanzar con el Evangelio. But we are uniting uh, together to reach everyone for the gospel. Todas las formas que podamos a nuestros paisanos peruanos. Uh, to reach the gospel to all of the Peruvians with any means that we can use. No necesitamos tener riquezas materiales para have, compartir el evangelio. We don't have to have material wealth to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. Los que han ido a Perú entienden lo que yo les estoy diciendo. And those of you who have been to Peru understand what I'm saying. Cuando visitan una casa en Coyique, van a tener un plato compartido por la familia. Cuando van a un este, lugar de casa hogar de los niños abandonados, van a ver cómo los niños le comparten su alegría, su corazón. When you go to an orphanage and see the children there, you will see their joy and how much they want to share that with you. Hemos entendido que dar es un deber y es un privilegio. We have learned that giving is something that we need to do and it's also a great privilege. Definitivamente mucho hemos aprendido de ustedes. Definitely we have learned so much from you guys. Mucho hemos aprendido de las cosas que la Biblia nos dice. Uh, we've learned so much about the things that the Bible tells us. Y queremos que esto sea compartido por todo el país. And we want this to be spread throughout mm -hmm. the whole country. Thank you, Mario. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter, how do you see God at work uh, in your work, what he's doing. Yes, I've seen God working in my, my life in two ways, in the ministry and in that of my family. Uh, to begin with, in the ministry of God in South Sudan, uh, the country that is torn of war, I'm serving now in uh, big two regions, and one region is inaccessible because of war. And God is still at work by raising leaders that actually able to transform lives of individuals and their own lives. Because I'm seeing some of the pastors who are not actually able to teach the word of God, but now they are able to, to, num to, to pastor a number of churches, transform people's lives, seeing even uh, women. Those of Michelle Yoke uh, have been going to Lienam and 
There are ladies now, if you can even see Mary Achok become a pastor of Lienam Church Parish. And if you can see the Mary Achok of 2000, it's not the very first one. So I'm seeing a lot of life being changed, transformed, uh, operating in South Sudan with two institutions for producing leaders. That is PLTI program, that is Pastoral Leadership Training Institute, which you church support. We have already had a first graduation in 2011 of 33 pastors who open a lot of churches. And we have another batch now which is going to be graduated next year. And in year, we have already so far graduated three and we are on the fourth batch. So I'm seeing leaders being produced in numbers. Not only in numbers, life has been transformed. Mm. And the problems in South Sudan is not that we are for. It is in that we are actually not resting because of war. War and war and war. I grow up in war, and I become of middle age in war. Mm. So there's no time for development, always time for war. But seeing these pastors, who have no shoes, reaching to other lives, transform them holistically. So God is actually at work mm. in that context of the ministry. Real quick. In P my family. P P PLTI is the Pastoral Leadership Training Institute. It's the, it's the training that we do in Vietnam, South Sudan. We send teams... And uh, we usually once a year, Lloyd has gone a number of times. We just sent Mike Vogt and Scott McPherson there just a few weeks ago, just to give you perspective on that. PLTI. Sure. Yeah. That's true. Brian, Mike, Lloyd, David Hulman. I can count a number of people here who went to Lienam and have time together with me. So thank you for that. The second area of my life is that's of my family. I'm seeing families here. That's family of Lloyd. That's family of Joel. That is family of Tito. I'm seeing families sitting together. It is rare in my ministry in South Sudan because uh, some of our family are some miles away, thousand miles away from us. So, and uh, with that, uh, one day in July 2011, my daughter, who was four years old, by then, fall down from the third floor. I cannot explain third floor to you. You have been knowing story buildings in Nairobi. That is another country, and I am in South Sudan. Falling down from the balcony, and God has done the miracles. My, my, my daughter survived. There was no fracture of bones, no much injury, but very small injuries. And when it was taken to the clinic or hospital, she was the one saying, shut and throw me down, but God saves me. And even uh -huh. doctor confirmed the same things. When the mother was explaining what happened, he said, don't say this. God is the one who actually takes care of this daughter. See, one miracle among many things in my life. If I had to share my life experience, I can take 30 minutes. Yes, that's what I know. Mm. Yeah, thank you. thank you. Just for the perspective on that also, Peter lives in Juba, South Sudan. His family's wife, Mary, and their kids live in Nairobi. They only see each other a few times a year um, for various reasons. We'd love to figure out how we can help them be together. I grew up in peace. Mm -hmm. None of my kids fell from the third floor. Mm -hmm. We have everything we need. 
And I, over the last days, I really was moved by hearing the stories of war and uh, dead people. And then Katarina and I, she's one of our leader team down in Franklin, we said, but imagine if you can make the spiritual poverty visible in our country or in our city. 90% would be dead. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I saw all these people lying along the streets and just a few people walking around there. Sharing the gospel in East Germany is not starting from ground zero, it's starting from minus 100 because of our history and all that. Um, but you want to, you asked where God, where we can see God is doing something. So some of you maybe um, remember the video from two years ago where we had for each of uh, Potsdam citizens one pea in a bottle and we added some coffee beans. Uh, and we, this year we uh, could add another four coffee beans. We had four baptisms. We have, uh, uh, could celebrate four converted people. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, slow. Um, and we it's a long, though. we celebrate huh? that. It's a long path, um, but we are not alone. That mm -hmm. uh, that song, we are not alone because Jesus came. Amen. So that's the same foundation in every of our countries represented here. Thank you, Stefan. Stefan mentioned a study that shows um, in Germany, it's generally a ten-year process. For someone to slowly come to faith, it takes that long. That's the minus 100 to come to a, a place of belief. Uh, yes, I am Celestine's wife. I see God is at work in the ministry we are uh, doing in Africa. I would speak in general, not only on South Sudan. Um, what I do, I train women in counseling and uh, and the trauma healing and other things. But I see God is at work mm -hmm. by seeing lives being transformed, by seeing children going to school because of the help, microfinance, we help with the women uh, through you and through other churches around the, world, around the U.S., helping these women to stand on their feet and send their children to school seeing schools being built so children can have a place to sit and learn the word of God also get knowledge to be able to expand their knowledge all over. Mm -hmm. So um, that is a key person and, and key things I can see God is doing in, a, in a, our ministry. And also um, to see how women in the Congo are getting healed from the trauma, as you heard that Congo was the first country where women were raped during the war. Mm -hmm. So to see how those women are getting healed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will go back to South Sudan uh, because uh, that's uh, where you are familiar with. And uh, my wife and I, when we began uh, uh, the ministry in 1994, because of the genocide in our country of Rwanda, uh, we realized that uh, the major challenge is that in our country of Rwanda or in uh, 
Congo or Uganda or South Sudan or Sudan, Christians come to Christ by not, they are not matured and therefore they remain more tribal than Christian. And so uh, God is at work in uh, uh, South Sudan uh, for the last few years when we began, actually when we began in South Sudan in 1999, mm. there was no other organization actually working there because we are Africans helping Africans. And uh, I would say in the last few years, uh, because of your partnership with us, uh, we have seen uh, many leaders come to uh, the institute that uh, uh, Brian and uh, Peter mentioned, the um, Christian Leadership Institute of South Sudan, CLIS, uh, from different tribes and different denominations for a month, three times a year for three years. Those pastors have begun to build the unity that uh, Mario talked about. Mm. Even as they come from different tribes, denominations, they begin to see themselves as uh, members of the body of Christ. And so many churches have been planted. Uh, many uh, of the graduates actually are working with different organizations and even with the government of South Sudan. And uh, um, this, this last event that began this current war uh, in December last year when the war started, it was really a conflict between two political leaders. But suddenly it became a tribal war between the Dinkas and the Newell. Now, uh, one of the students that we give uh, um, um, an example of Daniel is a captain who went through the class and was trained for three years. And uh, Lloyd, you trained him. Uh, Brian, you were with me when we were training them. This captain, who is a chaplain in one of the biggest barracks in EA, he's from a Newell tribe, and he heard that some of his colleagues, his tribesmen, were plotting to kill six officers in the same barrack who belonged to the uh, uh, Dinka tribe. And he realized he was the one who was sharing the testimonies, and he remembered that he is, his identity in Christ supersedes the tribe identity. And therefore, because he's a member of the tribe of Christ, he's going to save these so-called enemies. I want to tell you, Daniel risked his life and the life of his wife and the children by rescuing six tribes, tribesmen, six officers from the Dinka tribe in the night, rescuing them, taking them to the hiding place. I mean, not to the, not where we went for the retreat. <laughs> but this is an example of the changed life that is not only changing life spiritually, but men and women are becoming the instrument of peace mm -hmm. and hope in a hopeless situation. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, uh, when the war started, most organizations from um, everywhere, they ran away uh, as tears all the time. And that has been key to our ministries. How can Africans lead? How can Africans develop their own nations because friends will come to help us but sometimes they are forced to run. Our staff in Juba, in Vietnam, stayed there. Do you know what happened? Of course, God in his grace enabled our staff to stand and walk with the pastors who had fled after losing their, their properties, their homes burned, and their wives and children, and their daughters raped. They came to the camp. Guess who went to encourage them, to give them the trauma healing, as my wife was saying, to encourage them. James Buck and Peter and Sunday, and mm. we have 15 staff in South Sudan. They were actually running into the fire to
to encourage the pastors. Mm. I saw myself in July in Juba where the leaders from both Dinga and nowhere pastors were saying, we belong to Christ. Mm. My brother Peter and his colleagues in Turalei camp, where the UN was not even there, they went and they began to organize pastors. So that the pastors in the camp, they begin to become the source of hope to the people. Mm-hmm. Lives are being transformed. We fed them because you, fellowship, send us relief to help the pastors, but also to enable them to be helped with the trauma and counseling. Thank you. Lives are being changed because you stand with us. Thank you. Thank you, Celestine. Yes, you can clap. Um, thank you. We could, uh, we could go on, and I wish we could go on and on. I want to invite Rosemary to join me, Rosemary Kamadi, and She was speaking to our students, our children in the Learning Center. Rosemary, hold this for me quickly. Um, And I wanted her just to to share a brief, have a chance to share a brief word. You know, Rosemary spoke to our students on Wednesday night. I would love to get that slide if we have it. Anybody up there has a slide of of, um, Wednesday night, call it Big Wednesday when the middle school and and, uh, high school kids are together. So our partners were up here. They had an amazing evening. And as I picked my daughter up... um, uh, Sally, I, I, I had heard that Rosemary is pretty strong with them, and I, and I said to, to, to Sally, I said, I heard that, I heard Rosemary brought the lumber tonight, and, and Sally goes, I don't know what your metaphor means, but she was very good, and I said, uh, I said, well, it means she spoke the truth, you know, she challenged us, and Rosemary, I'd love you to tell us what you shared with them, and, and along the, I know it's along these lines of, of, um, of you know, we talked about it up here, what, what they don't have, and yet uh, Celeste mentioned last service about that we're all in poverty. Some of it's material, some of it's spiritual. We're all spiritually impoverished apart from Christ. But Rosemary, talk to us. You've been here a lot. You know, uh, and, and we're, we are, I'm still saying on this side now, we are a people of plenty. How do we steward what God has entrusted us such that such that we'll stand before him one day and be glad how we lived our lives and what we did. Thank you, Lloyd. Um, I want you to come a little bit with me because I know it's about Christmas time. And each one of us is wondering, I don't have this for Christmas. I don't have that for Christmas. Let me tell you, there are people in Africa, especially those little ones we serve, don't even know when Christmas comes. Because it is the same day every day. It is the same thing every day. But the reason we are here this morning is to encourage one another and say, there is something we can do for them. That one day they will look at things from a different perspective. That one day we shall, be, uh, we shall see a life transformed. You have so, so much. Everywhere I pass, I see food, I see clothes, I see shoes, I see everything. You live in good homes. Never take any of that for granted. The Lord has blessed you. And he is saying, bless somebody else. I have blessed you so that you can bless someone else. I always envision a time when we shall be in heaven And the Lord Jesus Christ will pick you out and say, my daughter, come here. Look at this one. Maybe that will be a child from South Sudan. 
from Uganda, from Peru, from Germany, and tell you that he or she is here because of you. Do you want a better crown than the Lord picking you out of that crowd and telling you, yes, you did it for this one. That's why he or she is in heaven. I don't want that golden crown. I want the Lord himself to hold my hand and say, yes, Rosemary, they are here because of you. Maybe you are wondering, what can I give to transform my life? What can I do to touch a life? There are children we serve who sit on dirt, in the dust, because there is nowhere else they can sit to learn. 200 children in one classroom, which maybe sits 25 in the United States, that's where they sit, and all because they want to learn. Let's give thanks for what we have and let us share what we have with those who do not have. You can save $1 every day. By the end of the month, it will be $30. You don't know how much that can do for a child in Africa. Those children need to be taught by teachers. Those teachers need to be paid. Those teachers need writing material. They need books in order to teach the children. What can you do? There is so much you can do to transform our life. It brings tears to my eyes to know that we sit on so much and never think about the next person. Heaven is not for those who do not give. Heaven is not for those who don't feel with others. It is for those who feel the way Jesus did. Let's join Jesus Christ, even mm -hmm. as we go into Christmas, mm -hmm. that whatever brought him here on earth will be born in our hearts and in our mm -hmm. lives and families. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Thank you, Rosemary. Let's uh, stand. I want you all to stand up. And uh, we're going to lock arms up here. And uh, what brought him was love. For God so loved the world that he gave. And you see, for those of us who know Christ, when you speak of this word of giving or our value generosity, we taste a little glimpse that giving is a great gift in and of itself that we get to participate in. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these men and women we get to stand with, for their stories, for their work, for their faithfulness. We affirm your good hand upon them. We see it, we feel it, we know it. It is evident in the fruit of their lives among us and in the fruit of their lives where they serve. We pray your blessing upon them, your favor to continue, and we thank you that in your kind providence, we get to join them. In Jesus' name. Amen. You guys come up and greet them, if you will. God bless.